All right. Hi, hello, friends. I'm back. <laughs> it has been a long time since I first recorded the first one, and this has been a long time coming. Um, I had other plans for the second podcast, but I started back to work. Um, I'm working a lot. The holiday season is crazy, so you know, that's always fun. But I decided to improvise for episode two. Um, I was going to do this a couple weeks ago, but man oh man has it been a couple weeks so here we are i have finally decided to sit down it is like 12 43 in the morning but i'm energized still from getting off work late so i figured why not um but this podcast is going to be about death very uh kind of a dark subject i know um but death has a really different kind of meaning to me. I have a different relationship with death than I think maybe a lot of people do. Um, I've experienced death a lot. Um, it has been a common theme in my life since I was about 17. Um, it used to be something I was scared of. It used to be something that obviously was incredibly dreadful, but now as an adult and now that I've had time to process death itself, um, it doesn't scare me as much anymore. Um, not nearly does it scare me to any degree the way it used to scare me. Um, yeah, sorry, trying to get my brain together to record this, so, but I know a lot of you don't mind me rambling, which is cool. Um, but oh, also, thank you so much. Oh my god, I got such positive feedback from everyone who listened to it, which I guess it doesn't sound crazy to guess people who have podcasts and there's hundreds and thousands of listens, but I got 75 listens on the first one, which was way more than I even expected. And just that's so crazy support was mind blowing. Um, it was incredible. Thank you guys so much for all the feedback I got from it. It was really awesome really surreal, but I appreciate it so much. But yeah, okay, so yeah, I don't know. Thank you guys. It really means a lot to me. It's it's a little side hobby I really enjoy or would like to do more and enjoy more, but I need to make time for it. You know, I have time, but I need to make it specifically for this. I need to not get caught up in regular life and continue to do the things that I love. That is so important. I thought I learned my lesson during quarantine, but I'm still learning, which is cool. But anyways, so welcome back. Thank you so much for uh, listening in, if you are. Um, like I said, this episode is going to be about death and my experience with it. So I guess we'll jump on into this. This is going to be a rough one. I feel like I'm going to cry, so excuse me if I have to pause get myself together because I don't want to be, you know, a blubbering mess, which I might be. Maybe that'll bring comfort to people. I don't know. Okay, so death. Death for me. Um, definitely now a topic that I can talk about pretty freely without getting overwhelmed. There are some deaths that I have a hard time processing still because they are fresher. There's still times 
where I just am screaming at the universe to why? Why did this happen to me? Why does it keep happening to me? And I get angry, which part of death, you know, with death comes grief. Grief has, grief isn't just being sad. Wow, I'm really just going into this, huh? All right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Death to me is just so insane. Um, it's nuts. But anyways, like I was saying, um, a lot, you know, you face death and you also are greeted with grief. Um, and I say greeted because for the longest time I used to say, used to think like death and grief were these things that you needed to run from. You needed to get over really quickly. You needed to just become who you were before you experienced a, a passing in your life. And that is so far from the truth. When you lose someone, you really do lose some like part of yourself. It's so draining and you know, people tell you, especially people who've never experienced it, and I don't blame them because they have no idea the extent of how far grief can go deep in. Um, you know, people who haven't really experienced it um, will tend to usually tell you with time that passes, it gets easier, it gets better, you know, you won't, you know, you're just a little sad right now, so it's okay. But no, really, grief you're going to carry with you, it's going to walk by you every step of the rest of your life, which when I kind of figured this out at first, I was really upset about that. I would think just, why? Why did you choose me, grief? I don't want you. I would like to be as far detached from you as I possibly can. But that's just not the way it is. Um, you learn to coexist with it. You learn to walk by its side. You learn to just invite it in. That's the best way I can kind of explain it for me personally. What, have, what I've learned to do with grief is when I hear it kind of knocking at my door, I just open the door and I was like, come on in. Let's, let's do it. Let's cry. Let's, let's be angry. Let's feel those things that you wouldn't really be feeling if it wasn't for experiencing something traumatic, which is totally okay. If you want to sit somewhere because you're upset because you've lost someone, I'm getting emotional. Um, if you, yeah, if you want to sit somewhere and you just want to rage at the universe, you deserve it for yourself to rage. You deserve to be upset. You shake your fists at those skies and be mad. It, it is so comforting to be at ease with that idea of just allowing yourself that space to be upset. No one, it's really hard to understand what someone's going through, especially if you haven't, but it's not, it doesn't last forever. The grief waves, they don't ever really stop. They just become more manageable and they become, you know, far more spread out pretty much. It's it's such a wild roller coaster of emotions where, you know, some days I'm totally fine. And then days I get really upset and I think about RC pictures or it's an anniversary. Oh my god, anniversaries. Because every time you have an anniversary, you're really drawn back to the moment. 
and how you felt that raw emotion that you felt when you found out that someone you love has died and you are thrown back to that and it is incredibly painful and as years goes on it gets easier those anniversaries the the sting goes away but you will always remember that first heartbreak that you had the first time you heard this word those words that so-and-so has passed away and it's hard it's it's really not easy um but yeah like i guess like a little background for me um i guess i mean most people already know but i talk i'm very vocal about it but um i kind of the way i am with death because one i i guess i have experienced it a lot but two because when i was 17 um i was a senior in high school my dad got really sick and it was i think it was like the sunday after thanksgiving he fell really really ill and he ended up it ended up being that he had a stroke and i know there's a lot of other complications that i'm pretty sure my brain has just forgotten like i'm pretty sure someone you know pointed out or told me that this is what's happening i would remember but a lot of it's kind of blurry which i think is okay maybe some details i don't need to remember um right now my brain's like nope those memories are locked can't can't use them don't want them which is cool to me i respect it <laughs> um but yeah so i was uh, 17 it was 2011 when my dad got really sick and he was in the hospital for a while and he ended up just not doing well and eventually um after the complications and stuff he had he ended up passing away in december of 20 2011 so this december december 19th was nine years that he's been gone which which is crazy to think about because so much has changed since then um but yeah it was probably one of the hardest It was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever experienced, and still to the day, to this day. Because when you lose someone like a parent, it isn't just I would edit all the crying out, but. I feel like it'll bring some comfort, hopefully, to some people who have experienced or are experiencing similar things, because it's not easy, and it's definitely not a road that you do alone, even if it feels like you're all alone, you totally aren't, and it's totally okay to be upset about things like this, <laughs> but know losing anyone whether it's a parent or a friend or anyone anyone that meant something to you losing them you do realize that 
not only have you lost them, you lost those parts of yourself that they brought to you, that brought color into your life, that made you the colorful person you are. And it's not easy having to say goodbye to someone, but also part of yourself. It is so hard. Um, but it does, This, like I said, the sting does eventually stop getting, stop being so strong on those anniversaries. And one day you'll be driving, just having a normal day. Nothing's happened, nothing bad. It's been a good day and you just get this cloud of just dread. You start to remember those feelings again and you get upset, which my biggest advice to people who have experienced death is just experience it. Just let yourself feel. It's, but continuing with, I guess, the story, so I don't cry again. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, so I was 17. Um, I experienced death before that. Uh, my grandfather had died when I was about, how old was that? Probably like six or seven. And I remember being upset but not really comprehending to the extent of what I did when I was 17, obviously, because I was 10 years older. But I always saw how it affected my mom because it was her dad that passed away. And, you know, she went through the phases and I watched her as a kid grow up and kind of just watch her experience grief and that stuff. But it wasn't, I couldn't comprehend it that well being so young. Um then yeah after my dad passed away I really experienced it life definitely went upside down life got hard um, my mom had a really hard time with it with grief and losing her husband and her best friend of you know so many years it was hard for her and I just remember thinking after my dad died how was I gonna do it how would I possibly live the rest of my life without my best friend? I still had a lot to learn. Like, I felt like I've been robbed because I still needed some, I still needed him to teach me how to navigate through my first job. All that kind of stuff. And then you get all these life experiences and like the first thing you want to do is run to that person and tell them and you kind of sit there like I don't know who to tell I feel like it was crazy getting my first job and you know learning all these things about myself that I didn't know it would have been cool to kind of compare notes to his experiences you know I had my mom and stuff but we have a completely different relationship than my dad and I had um, so I'm like fidgeting with stuff, but life got really hard, but I, now that I'm older, now that I'm 26, I'm almost 10 years older than I was when he first passed away. And after 10 years of resolving these issues and these problems I've had stemming from his death, I really have learned that. Although I f still feel to this day that I was robbed of 
time with him. I would have loved to have more time with him. <clears throat> that was a weird noise. <laughs> but, um, 17 years wasn't enough. And, oh, as I wish I could have had more time with him, I'm very grateful that he prepared me enough to have like basic tools to be able to survive anything that was thrown at me and I have it's gotten rough it's gotten really hard where I don't think I'm gonna make it out of certain things but that I just really remember just no I gotta do it it's suck it up dust yourself off you can cry when you're done dealing with it and just keep going um it's kind of something my dad always it's a good and bad thing he never really wanted me to cry in front of people he was more so like if you're upset don't show it and then you could cry when you get home and i think that had something to do with just also being an only only child daughter um he didn't want anyone having the upper hand on me with my emotions but now I definitely have learned to use those emotions to my strength and not my weakness. So I don't, I'm not really scared of my emotions anymore. If I get upset and cry, cool. You saw me cry. Good for you. Um, but yeah, um, but after my dad died, um, I believe after he had passed away, it gets blurry, so I'm so sorry if it's out of order. I mean, I guess it's... I don't know. But I had a grand, another grandparent die. My grandmother, my mom's mom. That was really rough. Um, she had dementia, so it was a really rough road to her passing away. It, it got... You know, dementia is really nasty. Um, and then... I had an aunt pass away, which still to this day has been one of the hardest ones to deal with. And I think it's because I was there and I wouldn't take it back for anything because I was able to emotionally support family that really needed it. My cousins who were losing their mom and I'm glad I was there to be able to be that, be a support for them when they were so awesome and my oh my god I couldn't even there is no way in my life I'll ever be able to thank my family and my really close friends who have definitely navigated me and kept me on track after losing my dad because I there was several times where I felt like I was spiraling out of control or I didn't know where I was going to land but I always landed back to them because they always reminded me that I had them there and they'd never give up on me which was nuts um but so I'm just glad I was able to be there for them through the time that they were experiencing that really bad really hardship of losing a parent I far too familiar I felt like but um and then that same year I think was it the same year or the year after so I'm saying it's all blur but um I lost an uncle um 
And then last year, I lost to one of my... The next part I think I'm talking about, I should say, uh, there's a trigger warning for, um, mentions of, like, suicide. Um, I could, jeez, probably do another podcast on that, but I won't. I'll keep it in this one. But, um, last year, um, I lost a close cousin of mine to suicide. Um, boy, oh boy. Um, last year, as in 2019, I'm still not in the fact that it's 2021, by the way. But, um, that. Wow. Um, I really thought that I understood death and I understood the grief of death. I, at this point in 2019, I was 100%, I would tell you straight to your face, like, I get it. I'm, it doesn't affect me as much. But when I lost my cousin, God, that anger, guilt, everything came back like tenfold. It was fucking awful. And it's hard for me to sit here and be like upset about it, which I deserve to be upset about it. Like he was my cousin. I loved him very much. He was one of the only cousins on this particular side of my family that remembered every birthday. Every birthday he brought me something and it was like, he didn't need to do that, but he always thought of everyone, everyone before himself. So it was really hard to say goodbye to someone who also struggled with depression it really it put a lot of things in perspective like just why do I taking things for granted is something I really try not to do because lord life is too short one day you're talking to them on the phone and the next day you get a phone call about them that they're gone and it's fucking wild but that was another death that really impacted me and I struggle with because you never really get the answers that you want and they're not those answers for you to try to find either if you've experienced suicide you know if you're you know suicide survivor you know you're gonna have a million questions that you wish you could ask them but or you wish you could have done things differently if it meant for them to be here but it's not our place to wonder those questions we just have to let their memory just live in live in your heart as strong as possible just keep that person close to your heart and alive in that way keep their spirit strong because it's it's a lot but um that was another that's still I mean it's still new 
but it's still uh, very, very unnerving for me, um, which is why I got so passionate about mental health and the stigma with men specifically on mental health, that they're, you know, the stigma that men are weak for being upset or being depressed, speaking out about it, absolutely not. I will fight to the last of my days to make it a better safe place for men to speak up about their problems, to know that it does not make you less of a man or less of a person to have these strong feelings. It's Emotions are for everyone. Emotions and grief do not, do not discriminate because of your gender the slightest a bit and if you're not feeling well you you go get that help you you say fuck you to everyone who calls you weak because at the end of the day fuck them if you're hurting don't don't suffer in silence reach out to those friends reach out to this family and if they're not listening to you reach out to someone there's resources online numbers support groups someone it will listen to you and if you are experiencing those kinds of things and you don't have anyone to listen to you and if it happens to be someone who's listening to this and no one's listening to you like I will listen to you I will talk to you for hours if you need it's you don't have to deal with this alone which is something I really try to express to everyone and I try to be open about about mental health is just finding people or finding a person that you can confide in finding the resources of help that you need because you don't have to suffer at all um but yeah so continue on because i ended up asking questions on instagram um if anyone had questions for me about my experience with things and i got a an overwhelming amount of questions that I was expecting for myself but um yeah and then 2020 we all know was a hell of a year but I ended up losing um my grandfather and then another one of my cousins passed away in the span of a week of each other and it was just we just kind of recovered from losing my cousin in 2019 and then to lose them too in 2020 was it was a shit show definitely I will say that it was definitely a fucking shit show but we have made it out of 2020 and as hard as it is to kind of keep moving we I definitely have and I'm so proud of everyone who's still here who still keeps fighting because it's not easy holy shit it is not fucking easy um but yeah okay so now that I've rambled and gotten emotional and probably have not talked about anything substantial other than getting emotional about anything um I will go through the questions um I didn't ask everyone if it was cool to include their names so I'm pretty sure people who have asked and if you're listening you will remember the questions that you asked I hope I don't want to call anyone's names out in case they're not comfortable um I need to ask I need to do better about that next time but okay 
So let me pull up these questions. I should have had them ready, but I didn't. Okay. So we'll start with these. Okay. So man, they're they're pretty like heavy questions, which if I pause, it's probably because I'm like really thinking about it. I try not to like overthink these, so I didn't really read them before doing this, so it'd be more of like a raw reaction, if that makes sense. But yeah, okay, so all right, we'll start with the first question. How do you comfort someone who is going through someone's death? Um, pretty much just basically how I said in the beginning about letting yourself feel and be angry. I usually will tell someone like, I am so here for you if you want to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, I'm also here for that. If you want a silent phone call or just text to be ragey with and just scream. If you need someone to scream at, I, I will sit here and I will listen to those screams because I have felt them. I know them well. Um, but I really, it sounds bad, but I have definitely told people, everyone's going to say, with time it gets easier, don't be so sad. I will just straight up tell them, time does not heal everything. It, don't, don't expect that because then you just end up so hurt and wonder, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just get over these things? No, just feel it just experience it it feels like days and lifetimes of pain but to really process and to really heal from those emotions you need to allow yourself to feel angry and sad and basically you feel manic because you're going through all these emotions and one day you're fine the next day you're not it's a whirlwind back and forth in your head of what do i have no idea what i'm feeling and that's okay. So I usually just tell people, take all the time you need. It Just let yourself hurt. Um, anyone ever try to up you, want to up you on how many deaths they've had to go through versus yours? No, actually. But what's something that does happen to me, which is, I'm, I'm glad this question came up because I think about it a lot, is people will tell me um, about problems that they have in their life and they usually will only tell me a certain extent and then usually say something like um oh I don't mean to complain about my life because you've been through a lot and at first I think when it first started happening when I was younger like being a bratty fucking kid I'd be like oh yeah you're right I've been through a lot of trauma but I was a, a grown adult when someone tells me Oh, my problems seem so minuscule to what you've gone through no 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 what you've gone through because that is all you've known of bad like the level of your bad of what you know to exposure your level of bad is just as bad as my worst bad your worst bad and my worst bad just because they seem like one's worse and one's not does not invalidate how you are feeling towards your emotions like you you broke your foot and it's the worst thing you've ever experienced in your life cannot compare to what i've experienced personally in my life because they're completely different spectrums of exposure and what you you personal what your psyche and what your mind is used to as being traumatic 
you cannot compare yourself to others in that way because it's not comparable. One person's worst may be the least worst that you've ever experienced and that's okay but we are all so entitled to having those worst moments regardless of what they are. Um, but no, I've never had anyone try to one-up me, but I have people, have had people tell me, oh, it's not as bad as what you've experienced. No, 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 no. If it's bad for you, please continue telling me. You don't need to feel bad about, because I've gone through worse. No, I haven't. I've gone through worse for me, but for you, your worst is completely valid to me, and I appreciate that struggle. I am still here for you, because... I, I would not wish like people I've had fr I have friends who have never experienced death and I and they you know they tell me flat out like I'm I'm sorry that I don't always understand what you're going through and when they tell me that it's like thank god but you listening to me is just enough for me thank you so much for the like I can tell you guys like my friends oh my god they're incredible people I am could not have asked for better people in my life it's insane but you know someone will tell me like I've never experienced that I don't really know how to understand that like they're sympathetic or empathetic to the way I feel and that is enough like I pray that you never have to experience something that I had like that because lord no one should and I'm just grateful that my support system has kept me in my head above all the waters that I've trudged through. Crazy. Okay, continue, because I'm rambling. Um, do you physically, do you still talk to, stock, talk, oh my gosh, do you still talk physically to your loved ones who've passed? Um, yes. Especially when I'm driving and I'm playing music, I will sit there and talk to my dad. If there's something that's happening going on in my life or like with work or something i'm i could find myself sitting there like bobbing and it probably looks like i'm on the phone in my car but i'm not i'm just talking to whoever's listening i guess um i also really like going to the cemetery so i'll go to the cemetery and similar to this how i'm doing this podcast where no one's immediately listening but i just hope someone is listening and i know yeah i hope someone's listening to whoever i'm talking to and if my, it brings me a lot of comfort to physically get my words out so it it's out of my body and i really feel like it's like a a really spiritual connection i have to the universe in a way is just putting my words out there fit literally out there to get them expelled from my body so that those words and those feelings have completely left um I do that a lot, especially when I'm feeling not really myself. I will call my friend Matt or call Victoria and just probably say some maybe concerning stuff, but it's mainly just to get it out of my system because I feel like once it's out of my mouth, it's out of my feelings, which is, if that makes sense, I don't, That's is that weird? It's probably a little weird, but I think it's a mental game that I play with myself. Um... What's something positive you learned through death? I know everyone says it, but that life is too short. To not have fun, to not love what you do, to not love fearlessly the people that you still have. Um, 
it is one of the most beautiful things that I've learned to just really I say it a lot like my, my mom's probably heard me say this too so many times but I say all the time who fucking cares because at the end of the day really I literally could this is morbid and I hate saying things like this but it's just true to me and I'm sorry if this is a little sensitive or upsetting to people to say but I'm just gonna say it but um I could literally fucking die tonight did my sleep I could just not wake up and for me not to just live so fearlessly and live so how I want and worried about other things that really do not matter on the scale of things would be a shame so I really try to just I make my mistakes I move on I try to be productive and I or I don't and I move on as long as I'm coasting and I feel like I'm living to not being feeling like I'm wasting something is totally something I have learned from people dying that I am so grateful for because it's okay to just to live and be happy for yourself for doing things or it just do it for yourself just you know it's hard but that's the biggest thing I've learned from death is just do it for you and no one else um what's the hardest lesson you've had to learn through someone's death Ooh, man I'm trying to think probably accepting to learn to do things on my own that I don't need to hold someone's hand the entire time I do something that it's totally okay to just do it by myself and not be scared to do it by myself because at the end of the day like I was born alone and I'm going to die alone so why not be able to experience pieces of life on your own but also I guess another hardest in hand in hand with that also learning that it is okay to pull your hair down and like you know ask for some ask for some support ask for just maybe a shoulder to cry on so we need that we're humans we need support like that and that's totally okay and that's also what I've also have had a hard time learning is I was so headstrong on being independent and being okay and I it took a lot out of me because it ended up just draining me of all my energy to just try doing everything on my own when I could stop and be like hey I don't feel well I need some advice and that is more than okay as well to becoming at peace with being on your own and asking for help in a healthy manner is so crazy to accept because it's like you can only choose one or the other no you can choose both and it's really hard but it's it's really nice to find those people that you know you always have people that tell you I'm always here for you if you need anything and then things get hard and suddenly they're nowhere to be found so finding those people who when they say I will, I'm always here for you to listen and they're actually always there for you is incredible um, <laughs> let's keep going if you had to choose the way you die how would you want to go? sleeping for sure 
I don't know. That is so hard. I mean, I know death is not glamorous, but it's also a big fear of mine. That's, oh my god. This is the biggest fear of mine, too, just going to sleep and not waking up. Obviously, I'm not going to know, but just the aftermath I think about a lot for people is if I, like, pass away in my sleep, someone finds... That terrifies me. And I don't mean to be kind of comical about it, but it's... it. Oh my god, sometimes I'm like, I can't sleep because I'm going to die. Like, calm, oh my god, calm down, woman, why are you being so dramatic? But I probably, ideally, yes. I would like to just go when I'm asleep. Just, I'm cozy. I'm comfortable. That is the most ideal way to pass away, I think, is just good night. Biggest fear of passing away. I know that wasn't part of the question, but I'm just thinking about it. My biggest fear is getting in a car accident. I literally don't know why. To me, because it's the most 100% preventable death, in a way. But anyways, I don't know why that reminded me of it but that is my biggest fear i am terrified of cars probably because i've been in several accidents but good god am i terrified of getting in an accident and dying from that oh disgusting all right we're moving on from that um thoughts about what happens after death um i'm a, man i have a lot of thoughts about that um i really believe that Okay, so growing up, I grew up in the Catholic Church, so obviously I've always had the idea of like a heaven and hell kind of thing. I, as I've gotten older and my religion has more turned to spirituality more so, um, I would definitely probably say, I, not necessarily that there's a heaven, but I feel like this is going to be a lot, but I feel like there's more so of like a spiritual realm where we go to where everyone's pretty much kind of where everyone's at but I kind of feel like it's almost like different universes in a way where you kind of keep living on over and over so kind of like reincarnation um that's what I feel strongly most about is like kind of like a reincarnation that our souls our souls never die but we get put in different vessels so I I don't know I really think that's that's how I feel. I don't feel like it's the end. When you die, I don't, I really don't think life is over. I think it's with, because of how incredible and miraculous life is, I feel like death cannot, it just doesn't make sense for it to be the end and be done. You know what I mean? It's, it's heavy, but yeah, I definitely feel like it's a, almost like a reincarnation thing that we kind of get put our souls get to live on elsewhere person you also think like well why didn't, wouldn't you remember your your past life in a way and i think we do in a weird sense that we do remember our past life because we have these habitual mannerisms and that kind of stuff i don't know it's hard that's a hard topic or that's a hard like question be for me because I definitely feel like there's a, sp a spirit world I, oh man yeah I really definitely believe in like reincarnation that I don't really be reincarnation as in like oh I'm gonna turn into a cat like I feel like I'm just gonna be in a different body 
and it's kind of just a cycle the circle of life where you just kind of keep going after you die you're born into someone else someone new that's actually i read about that that like when you the hour that when you die your body your personality or your soul gets put into the person who's being born at that same time i don't know i think that would be something i'm really i really believe in but who knows and i don't think it's our job to know because i could go crazy about thinking about that but it does bring me comfort in thinking that or not i guess thinking but feeling that we have um there's a not the end and i i don't know and i feel like you meet certain people where you feel like you've known them your entire life and i think that stems from the souls like kind of repurposing themselves through life i don't know now i'm going off topic but yeah reincarnation all right moving on (laughs) um what kind of patterns patterns of coping do you see in your moods actions etc after death i get a little chaotic um me personally i get a little destructive um lately the last two death of experience i go completely numb i don't process it very well at first and then i have to almost force myself to or else i feel like i'm just shoving it in a closet but i have to go through that closet and clean it out periodically because i'm like okay you can't hold on to this baggage for so long you're gonna make yourself sick knock it off um i get a little destructive um what else um ragey i get in really bad moods i'm pissed off at absolutely anything and everyone because apparently it's your fault that i'm in pain and it's not but for sure the numb of just like ignoring it is a big coping mechanism that i like to do that i have to snap myself into put myself on pause and be like listen we gotta process this or you're you're gonna feel like shit in a in a year okay but yeah okay so now i have excuse me take a sip of water sorry that's that's so gross okay anyways um how do you manage not to live in fear every day how much how do you manage to not live in fear of death around you every single day Ooh. um it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole thing of live life to the fullest um i just i take it one step at a time and so i just i just kind of fearlessly go through it i really that's a really hard question for me because i just i not ignore it but i really just try to be like it's, it's gonna happen regardless if it's today it's tomorrow it's gonna happen so we will deal with it when we get to it kind of thing and it's like dreadful because i try not to think of it like oh i'm kind of like a ticking clock it's kind of like riding side by side with that idea of it could happen at any time okay cool like well let's keep dancing around it then until it does happen because it's the inevitable everyone dies but really trying to just not use it as like a like a countdown more so as a an alarm clock where you keep doing your thing until the alarm goes off kind of thing if that is helpful at all um 
How do you cope with thinking about death at random moments of your day? Lord. There's been times where I'm driving and I full blow just have a meltdown because I'm so upset about it. Um, but I basically will just give myself a few minutes, get my breathing back into order, and just if I have to close my eyes, if I can. Um, it helps me too to play music. Um, I'll play music and then just like scream along if I have to. Or there's days where I just turn off the whole radio and I just stare at the road and get myself home. And then if I buy myself enough time to be able to get home, then I'll just cry when I get home. Or whatever I need to do. Eat something. Drink something. Something like that. Um, mainly I just have to like breathe it, bring it back in and just breathe focus on breathing to kind of almost like meditate yourself back down from spiraling out of control um so I'm trying to read this question I think it got chopped up um So this one I got says, for myself, I find a necessary evil that I have to explain my grief every year to people in my life, or that I'm a Grinch or a Scrooge because I don't like the holidays when I'm just overrun with grief. That is another thing you have to learn is to not have to worry about explaining to others the way you're feeling because they don't, if they don't know or they can't respect those boundaries that you've put up that you are upset about something they don't deserve to know why you're upset um holidays are the worst it you know because it's all about family and it's all about you know getting together and when you've lost part of your family or friends or whatever people you would interact with during the holidays because that's what it's about it's like holy shit i don't want to do this i now because I feel the void of the people that are missing so I really have just learned to use the holidays as a almost even Christmas being like a like a Thanksgiving kind of thing minus Thanksgiving being problematic but Thanksgiving and the fact that like being so thankful for the people you have around you still because you can't change time you can't change events it doesn't work like that so just sitting there and just being thankful for what you do have is really comforting because it's like yeah I lost this person and yeah it fucking sucks but you can't let grief get in the way of the love you can give to others um I kind of I kind of was thinking about this the other day that it would be a shameful waste for me to have spent all these nine years of losing my dad and not putting this love that he taught me how to use or the love that he gave me and not picking myself up with that same love and giving that light and love to someone else who needs it. It almost feels like a torch after someone dies. Like you take that love that they gave you and pick it up after they died and take it to someone else to hopefully shine light in their darkness, you know, without being too cheesy. But that's kind of what I've felt like just being so fearless with the wave that, you know, flame around. It's not easy. 
because you want to be upset and you miss the love that they gave you but you come to a place where you're like I, I had this incredible love let me just shower others with it and it becomes very fulfilling and rewarding in that aspect um doop, boop, 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 boop. I'm kind of a repetitive question but um my my grieving process um comes with right away just straight up pure guttural crying like pain and then it kind of goes like a I'd like to isolate myself when it after after death I like to just shut everything out I like to just sit with myself and really feel bad for myself and I think to get that out of the way first for me anyways like every for everyone it's different but for me personally I like to just have those guttural cries be upset be alone to be upset so that I am able to be supportive for the other people that it is also affecting because I feel like with death even though it may feel so personal to you it is a community thing and it's for me anyways be very beneficial to mourn with the community that you surround yourself in like you know the friends and family of those um but I have found that I'm not able to support anyone unless I've allowed myself first to be angry and upset and cry, whatever I need to do. I have to go through those feelings first before I'm able to navigate someone else through those. Um, yeah, so there's that one. Thank you. Okay, really funny. This is random. I'm just looking at my phone, but someone was messaging me like the responses to my questions every time I put these polls up with just like the thumbs up or the uh, rock on sign and it cracked me up every single time <laughs> um anyways so then do, 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 do. those are the same questions um I feel like maybe we're going through we're almost done with these um, okay, and then I have another question here that says, does it ever stop feeling like he's missing or should walk through the door any second? The intensity of that feeling, yes. It doesn't feel like it's right at the harbor of your mind. But there will be random days where it's like, you, f and I don't know, maybe it's like a spiritual thing, like maybe they are close, but like, there definitely have been days where I feel like at any moment my dad could or any of them, anyone who I've lost could just walk through the door. And you're almost like anticipating that call or that that knock on the door and you run to the knock when someone happens to call you and you look at your phone and you're like, it's not them. And you have to think like, duh, it's not them. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like maybe, I don't know, people have different beliefs, but I definitely believe that spirits come to visit. And I feel like when those really intense moments, that's what's happening. But... No, that feeling never goes away. But the intensity and the waves of the intensity definitely go away. Okay. Um, boop, boop, boop. Let me go through these. Wow, I think I went through them all. Yeah. But I really enjoyed these questions um 
I wasn't expecting to get as many responses. Like I said, in the grand scheme of probably people, it's not that many questions, but for little old me, it was a lot and I really appreciate it. And I hope this brought any kinds of consolation to anyone. I know I rambled all over the place and I said, um, a thousand times, but I didn't really want the first one. I kind of had a, not a script, but I had like a timeline that I wanted to give myself. But with this one, I didn't want to do that at all. I just kind of wanted to run straight in. And I have been rambling now for almost an hour. But, um, so I think I'll stop here. Um, as always, if you need any kind of support, you need any kind of love, or you need, if you want to just chat about something that's bothering you, I am always available for that. And if I'm not, I will tell you, like, me not today, but tomorrow, if you still need that support, very few chances I'll ever do, like, I, I'm not, my brain isn't willing to support people. I, but really, if anyone needs anything, just, even if you want to just send me a message that, and that says that you don't even ever respond to this just want to get it out of your system you can send me whatever you'd like I will read them I enjoy those kinds of things I enjoy and I have so much respect for people who trust me with their stories and their pain because I wish to I could just be my main goal in my life is obviously be a good person but be someone that 17 year old me needed for other people you know what I mean so if I could provide any kind of comfort for anyone, I really, I'm, I would love that for, I would love to be that for someone if you need it. So always, 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 always don't be scared. Even if we haven't talked in years or whenever, I will always be here. My ears are always open for you. So know that you are never alone. Even if you wouldn't consider us friends and you just need a chat, I'm here. I get it. It's... Sometimes the people who you call your friends may not be able to support you in other ways that strangers can. And that's okay. It doesn't make them bad people. It happens. But, okay. Thank you again, guys, for listening to my rambles and listening to the second episode of this podcast. Um, I will keep trying to do these. I really hope the third one is the one I was kind of anticipating for. Now that the holidays have stopped, I have a little more time to breathe and get things together. But yeah, thank you guys again. I love you guys so much. And I will hopefully see you guys next time. Hear you guys next time. However that works <laughs> um, on the next podcast. But thank you guys. I appreciate you. And I hope you have a good night or a good day whenever you're listening to this. I hope it's good. Okay. Bye.